0: this is Two Takes on Pod.
1: Hello, you are listening to Two Takes and a Pod. My name is Folaren. And I'm Osai. This is our
0: podcast where we give you two takes on our theme of the moment. On this episode, we try to understand what good character is and why it matters to us. The Road to Character by David Brooks helps us break down what aspects of our personalities impact our character and how we interact with each other on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, this uh, this conversation concludes our first collection of episodes, which we uh, structured around the themes that really resonated with us at the time that we started the podcast. We've spoken on loyalty, power, opinion, the moral dilemma of uh, reacting to the Me Too movement. We've also spoken about growth, this uh, this collection, we've really loved the, the topics, we uh, had very engaging conversations with our guests, and the response from you guys, the audience has been incredible, so Thanks, we guys. thank you so much. Um, we're going to be working on our next collection of episodes, we're looking at things like mental health, the black tax in corporate Canada finding courage and so much more. But we would love, love, love to hear from you. If you have ideas that you want us to talk about, if you wanna come on the show, uh, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you and set things up. Um, We're so glad to be working on this and thank you so much for your support.
0: Now let's get to the show.
1: Sweet. Okay, so on today's show, we wanted to talk about what we mean when we say someone or something has good character. Um, I stumbled on this book called The Road to Character by um, a journalist named David Brooks. Um, I think he's a conservative journalist. Uh, And he says in his book that character is a set of dispositions desires, and habits that are slowly engraved during the struggle against your own weakness. The things that we call character endure over a long term. Courage, honesty, humility. People with character are capable of a long obedience in the same direction, of staying attached to people and causes and callings consistently through thick and thin. What do you think about this definition, man?
0: Um, yeah, so I also run into this book as well by <laughs> way of <I> following. <laughs> but uh, uh, I really like that first piece there. So character is a set of dispositions, desires, and habits that are solely engraved during the struggle against our own weakness. I think that right there is really, really powerful. And the reason why for me, right, is typically like before we thought about deciding to do character and trying to figure out this as a as a concept and really how we feel about it or how people act in, you know, our society today. Um, I just thought about it as somebody doing something good. So it was almost like if I saw you do something good enough times, I'm like, Oh, well, this person has a good character. If you were maybe nice to one person or, you know, open a door, bought something, bought so something for someone. An act. Yeah. So it's almost like an act and it was almost like my perception, right? So it's really based on my view of what I've been seeing. Mm -hmm. And then I assigned or I perceived this person to have good character, you know? And just going back and now thinking about it and, you know, reading that, what that tells me is, you know, for most people, character is, no, I think for everyone really, character is going to be an individual thing. Character is not something that is going to be based on what my assessment of you is or what this other person's assessment Like, there's no one person that you know. I mean, maybe the people that are closest to you have a better assessment of what your character is. But there's so many other underlying things you're doing while you're not there that kind of also speak to your character. And sometimes you are putting an act in front of people, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like... To, for For me to understand and feel like I have good character now, right? I understand that it's not a one-time thing. And when I look at my past, I'm assessing everything, but the way I'm really thinking about it is the present and moving forward. What are the intentions behind the things I'm doing? Why am I doing it in a certain manner? What am I doing it for? So I could be helping somebody, but it's really just to make myself look good. Mm. Do I really care about what that person is going through? Do I care about whether this works for this person or do I only care about what it does for me? Right. And the idea of. Overcoming and struggling against your own weaknesses is key. It's not about, oh, I did something good. If I if I basically give a homeless person five dollars, but I know I'm a millionaire, is that Really, I mean, yes, that's a good thing I mm. did, right? But as far as my character is concerned, was there any push and pull? Mm. Was there any good or bad, mm. you know?
1: And that, you know, probably leads us into was something that else that like, we're talking like, about. Yeah, like, um, basically basically what you're saying, um, at least what I'm hearing from you is that for you to really know if you have personally good character and for anybody truly, right, it starts with first an understanding of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Or beginning to understand Yourself and your actions and your motivation. So that's right. um, like your heightened self awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, oh, okay. I'm quite happy with the way I do this, mm-hmm. or I'm happy with my motivation behind doing this, right? Um, or oh my god, I think I'm gonna have some selfish intentions here. Right. Am I? Am I a good person? Um, oh, now that I'm aware of it, can I correct this? Right. Um, and and if I can and I do, then yeah, okay, I'm proud of myself, I'm a good person. Right. Um, And if I can't, or if I can't and I don't, then, you know, I might have to sort of assess that and sit with that and be like, okay, how do I feel about this, Um, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, It's like, are you aware of this weakness that you're giving into, and then what is
1: it that you're doing about mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And in, in the book, he kind of talks about this almost... Explicitly in the beginning, I think he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, he jumps into the Yeah, the, I, I mean, the, one. the quote that I've picked out is, mm-hmm. the long road to character begins with an accurate understanding of our nature, and the core, our, the core of un- that understanding is that we are flawed creatures, and we have an innate tendency towards selfishness and overconfidence, and we have a tendency to see ourselves as the center of the universe, as if everything revolves around us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, that was dark. yeah i mean it's true right i
0: feel like you know as you get if you get more successful Mm. yeah maybe going in when you didn't have anything it's like ah it's god it's Mm. god it's god or whoever you subscribe to believing in and over time you start to credit yourself Mm -hmm. you know for Mm. those certain successes that you were able to achieve and yes, you didn't, you put in some work and you were able to get the opportunity. <laughs> but it's very, very difficult for people, or what I see anyway. So it's always really, really surprising and amazing to me when I see somebody who should really have. Who has everything? Who we know has everything, but they act, they don't act like that exists. They act like we're on the same playing level. Where mm-hmm. they're joking around with you. Mm-hmm. They don't make that reference. Or oh yeah, like you know, on my trip to um, saint Pay last month, mm-hmm. you know. So it, you're it, like
1: you're describing humility. When, when somebody's humble enough to like put their personal achievements or right. wealth or whatever aside and right. just relate with you one on one. Right, right,
0: right. And I think it's 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 a weird thing, right? Like yeah, because it, it is humility, but it's also just not. Making that the focus about who you are, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't yeah, know it's a like, centering of yeah because humility I, for me it's like sometimes or so like the way I would it is humility to be perfectly honest, right? But the way I'm thinking about humility is like there, this is a perfect opportunity. You know, when someone says, "Oh man, I've never traveled out of the country" or something like that, and then you know, do you use that? Do you use that opportunity? Humility to me is using that opportunity to say oh wow yeah I mean like you should you know you should definitely check it out I mean I've been out before but like you know it'll be definitely worth your yeah. while if you Not go going.
1: the last time I was in Paris, Paris right 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 <laughs>
0: yeah. right, and I had like a, a personal tour of the Eiffel Tower right yeah. they shut everything down for me like, you could say that but I you mean, really just like, chose to avoid it so it's like an actual effort to yeah. avoid it where it's a You know, in the other sense where it's like, yeah, we're joking around. It hasn't really come up yet for me to show you, Mm -hmm. you know, who I am or what I've done. So, Mm -hmm. let's just have a conversation on the same playing field. And I feel like a lot of these celebrities, they kind of want that too sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, celebrities, people who are used to being celebrated and loved Mm -hmm. and chased around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they they want you to have enough, you know, treat them like they're normal, Mm -hmm. right? So, I don't know if that's them being humble or if that's a humility factor or just we want to be wanting to be able to connect with somebody on that level,
1: mm. you know? I, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, yeah, you're right. So, some celebrities have that. I don't mm-hmm. know if all of them do. Like, some, some <laughs> definitely revel in be like. Oh, but yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, that, so, okay, to you, what um, what isn't good character?
0: So, one of the things I've thought about, and I mentioned, I kind of alluded to it in one of our previous episodes, where we were talking about virtue signaling, mm. right? Where, you know, if something is going on, whether, like, there's something going on in some country, a national disaster, or you want to support, and you're like, hey, you know, save the troops, or uh, pray for, you know, whatever country it might be, maybe Haiti, or I don't really want to call it any country, mm. <laughs> right? But, like, you know... That kind of thing where it's like, okay, I understand what you're doing. You're obviously trying to raise awareness, right? So that balance of, okay, you're trying to raise awareness. I respect that, right? So for the most part, if I'm seeing that on social media wherever, I kind of just okay, I respect it. Like, keep it moving, right? Then sometimes you start seeing things like, okay, I'll give you an example, okay? If let's say there's this um, person, right, on social media, she's very beautiful and Mm well-endowed, Okay and most of the times when people like and see her pictures right it's typically because um her body features
1: mm-hmm.
0: are in
1: yeah, yeah. Light. Mm-hmm. in the light you know mm-hmm. what
0: i mean like in full not only in full display but like you can see them yeah. you know and typically she gets a lot of likes for those kind of things so now if she's in, as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. who has built a brand off their instagram Right. Careful now. <laughs> hey, hey. I am I am moving very respectfully here as far as I'm concerned. Right. So they post this thing on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. This gets a lot of likes. This gets visibility. This also generates engagement for them. And this is a perfect opportunity. And they're saying, "Hey, the best way I could do this right now is maybe use one of these, these fire pictures. I'm just going to use for myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to use it and then and post this picture. Right. Because I know that this typically will get me the most likes." But now, I'm also doing it for a good cause. Mm. Is it like, it, would you say that la, that that person is acting? Like, would you say that person has good character? Or at least that's a good act. Mm.
1: You know, that one's tough because then you're you're you've kind of described the person's motivations already. It's just right. like, oh, um, I know because intent and motivation is it's, key, it's key. Right. So absolutely, you, the way you phrased it is like. This this uh, this fictional lady that we're talking about on on the web, right. on the gram, um, her intentions are good. Right. You know she wants to raise awareness for this good cause, right. and she knows that you know these two pictures are the ones that are gonna get the most likes, right? right. So she's gonna use that to raise awareness. Like that intention, that motivation there is right. is, is is good, especially if it's like uh, motivation for something else. So that that's kind of tough. And I like, I'm also of the opinion that like you speaking on the motivation isn't really. Uh, not you specifically, mm-hmm. but like the public or right. people commenting on right. the motivation is not the point. The point is like, what well, she's sharing some light on. So, right. for example, it, you were saying it's raising awareness for um, a charity or something in a country. Right. right. That's that's objectively a good cause. Right. Now, if it was like you know. Right.
0: Right, so, <laughs> right, so the, that's the thing, right? It's like the question is, your, uh, you know, the, the problem people had. So this is a real story that happened a while back, okay, right? And it was a national disaster, and it happened. This chick, like, posted, like, she, she was, like, naked, and she just did, a you know, one of those nude, new, Not completely naked, it's Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. So just one of those nude-ish uh, mm-hmm. photo things, right? And people were clowning her for it. So I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, is this, like, an obscene level of vanity? Mm-hmm. Or did this person actually think they are doing a, a good, good thing? thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Obviously, from my point of view on first look, I am thinking, like, you vain motherfucker, you Mm -hmm. really have found a way to make this about you, Mm -hmm. right? But if that person, so that, as far as all all we're concerned, that person has a poor character because they're vain as fuck, right? That Mm -hmm. that would be the um, complaint or the issue with that post, Mm -hmm. right? But if she's sitting there going in and like her whole thought mechanism was, Mm -hmm. hey, um, this is the best way to really generate engagement and to get people to to talk about this, and it went viral. So the goal worked, mm-hmm. right? So the question now becomes: if someone is doing that and you know doing that inten- intentionally for that purpose, is that a good thing or is it not? You know, and how, what does that say about their character? Mm. So um,
1: yeah, I just I thought that was a that was an interesting yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I think, I think it's tough with that one. I mean, since we're t- talking about s- scenarios and like, mm-hmm. how that might influence your actions and what mm-hmm. that says about your character, right? right. Um, another take on defining character and us you know, figuring out what exactly is good character or not mm-hmm. is um, considering the role that economics plays in, in shaping character. Um, you know, you, we come from Nigeria, right? right? Uh, the, the average income level of the average Nigerian is very, very low. Right. So somebody on the street who's thinking about feeding his family, feeding himself today, mm-hmm. right, is making decisions on a daily that might you might say, yo, this person has bad character, right? right? But he in his position is, yo, I'm a good person, I go to church, but you know, I work for Madame and like we made like, you know, ten thousand hours today, I'm just gonna pocket two because like my, my daughter is sick. You get Ooh. like in that kind of position. Yeah. You know, Ooh. that your, your circumstance has influenced your options, if you will, right? So right. economics definitely plays a role, you know, in in what we consider a good character because we, we, we also are comfortable. So like, right. it's it's easy for us to make certain decisions, right? right? And we look at ourselves as, yo, I'm the best person in the world because I didn't have to make this shitty decision today, right. you know? Um, whereas somebody else who might think of themselves, hopefully because they're religious or, mm-hmm. you know, just they want peace in themselves. They can't think of themselves as a good person. But mm-hmm. like, you know, think about John Q, you right. know. John right, Q, right, John right, Q right. thought he was in the right, you know. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> John Q thought he was in the right. His son was dying
0: and he right. was like, yo. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think John Q was in the right. <laughs> Did he kill anybody? I can't remember he killed anybody. If he didn't kill anybody, he was in the right. If he killed anybody, he's not. Did he's he kill himself? <laughs> if he killed himself, well, that's suicide. So technically, you know, but... <laughs> okay. no 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 but because because that, that's such a great point right and the, the whole situation thing that, you, that you're pulling on just made me think about something now talked about it before but anyway um <laughs> it's, it just brought something to my mind right and it's, it's it's like here right if you go and you're doing like somebody selling something on the street and things like that um here i wouldn't really try and price it down right i think that's like in poor taste you know what I'm saying? Like, this person is out here on the street. It's kind of cold. They've been out here in the sun all day. Mm-hmm. And now you're really trying to uh, price them down. Yeah. Uh, you know, understand what I mean? Yeah. But then if you go back to night it's it's completely different, as in Nigeria, yeah. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just Nigeria. Yeah. So it's sure. <laughs> anyway, um, when you go back to Nigeria... That's part of the process. Mm. Doesn't matter how rich or poor you are, the person you're dealing with expects you to do that. Mm. You know? So, even, it's almost like he respects you if you understand the process to getting this down. Just treat me fairly afterwards. Do you understand what I mean?
1: I do, but I don't know if that's so much character or more just market economics. Because,
0: like. That's fair, but what I'm saying is just, I guess what I'm saying is if I look at somebody trying to do that, if I saw some rich man that came out from a mm. Jeep. Right, so like <laughs> right, so, and, and and then basically goes in, and you're trying to do this. I would just co- look at them like, yo, this person's a cheap man. Like, I know this guy's got it. Like, okay. why is he always trying to nickel and dime everybody? So versus okay. back home where that's kind of part of the culture.
1: All right, let me let me connect that then to um, to character because if I'm getting you correctly, you're saying I, you you get to a certain point where in your life where your actions show whether you have good character or not mm-hmm. and for a wealthy person um, if you have good character and this is me trying to frame your theory right, right. Um, when you show up at, at the marketplace right um, and you're pricing a product mm-hmm. you can price it reasonably obviously as the market demands but your good character means you won't be trying to lowball the guy. Right. Right. You won't be trying to take advantage of this person. Right. You know, reasonably, you're, you're like, okay, it's, it's, it starts at 500 and you're like, okay, I'll give you three. And you know that 300 is a decent, instead of right. like going for 150 and trying to get the lowest price possible. Good exactly. character, because you're comfortable and because you can afford to, you make that decision exactly. to right. you know, hit the market right. Right. Am I, I getting you correctly? Yes. Okay. So I think that ties into this. What is the point of having good character? Like, why do we do that, right? Why do we think about ourselves as good? Why do we aim for that? Because if we're saying that your circumstance can affect your actions, which can Mm -hmm. affect what's perceived as having good character or not, then, you know, why does each individual person, like, almost everybody at least that I talk to, Mm -hmm. like, views themselves as a good person or wants to, right, or at least strives for that or is, like, wants to be better in that way. So Mm -hmm. why do we do that?
0: Um, okay, so just to get back to this, what's the point of having good character? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know the way uh, you, we broke down that excerpt from David Brooks' book, mm-hmm. right? Saying, like, I'm just going to repeat it again. The things that we call character endure over the long term. Courage, honesty, humility. People with character are capable of long obedience in the same direction, of staying attached to people and causes and callings consistently through thick and thin. Right? Right? So t- for me, the reward... So basically, when you say what's the point of good character in, in the head, the way I've downloaded that is what is um what is the reward for that, right? What is the reward for staying attached to people that you care about, right? Com- committing to long, enduring relationships. What's the point of um, focusing and committing to the same things that you believe in and you're convicted by, Right? And whether it's, you know, easy or not. So I think the point of having good character is first for your own own mental wellness, right? If you have a conscience, mm-hmm. right, I feel like having good character helps with that, right? Like you, you don't feel guilty. You don't feel like a piece of shit. You don't try to numb certain things out because you, you, you feel guilty for it. You don't want to acknowledge it. That's typically how most people, I want to speak for most people. Most people speak for myself, that whenever I have those kind of conflicts, that's really what it is, right? So if I can get to a point where I feel completely calm and completely in place and focused, I'm happy, right? So the point of good character to me is, is, is really the wealth of self, mm. right? It's not something you can pay. It's not something you can show. It's not something that you can really
1: fake. Eat, fake. I agree Hundred percent with like how you put that together in terms Mm of it's for yourself. Right. Right. It's always for like your inner peace. And the framing in which I think about this from the book as well, which we had read and just in general, like how I think about personal development and religion and all of those things, Mm -hmm. right? Is you know fighting against your own weaknesses. And that was kind of at the one beginning, right? The, the, the definition of character. And David Brooks uses this Adam 1 and Adam 2 um, metaphor. Yeah, yeah, metaphor to, to, to yeah, explain this, something right? something that he pulled yeah. from the Bible
0: and then he said basically there's already two
1: so perceptions the, of creation. The metaphor is Adam 1 is um, our ambitious, career-driven person um, who aims to be... Uh, For the material things in life The nice car The nice house um, Who wants to be seen as rich Who wants to be seen as having all the um, The good things in life That's Adam 1 And Adam 2 Is the person who is more noble Who's more virtuous who um, wants uh, to be seen as somebody who's a good person, who took care of his friends, who was close to his family. Right. Um, and the framing, again, he used for this is the resume virtues, which is the things I described for Adam 1, mm-hmm. and the eulogy virtues, which are the things I described for Adam 2. Right. And that's the point you were trying to make and trying to connect to. So the eulogy virtues is what you want people to say about you at your funeral. Right. And that is Adam 2. Adam 2 is the person that wants to be seen as good the person who wants to um, be relatable to this friend, right? And Adam one is the person who's driven, right? So like when he's talking about what you want people to see at your funeral, he's talking about you searching for Adam two. And Adam one and Adam two are always in conflict with themselves. So I just wanna pull out from the piece. It says, while Adam
0: one wants to conquer the world, Adam two wants to obey a calling to serve the world. While Adam one is creative and savers his own accomplishments, Adam 2 sometimes renounces worldly success and status for the sake of some sacred purpose. While Adam 1 asks how things work, Adam 2 asks why things exist and what ultimately we are here for. While Adam 1 wants to venture forth, Adam 2 wants to return his roots and savor the warmth warmth of a family meal. So that just gives you an idea of where exactly both of them are sitting and I guess in just different interactions. Uh, I feel like those virtues those things that they're the eulogy virtues if you prioritize them internally i feel like part of you is always at peace now the whole point thing that we were talking about initially right there's this piece um in the book where they talk about the wrong life and he references a novella back in the 50s about this guy ivan who was a successful lawyer and basically just moving up all through his life. Now, uh, he happens to fall, injure himself and realizes that he's going to die, you know, earlier than expected, probably in the next few months. And as he's reckoning with his, you know, I guess with his situation and what has happened, he starts to realize that all the beautiful things he loved and, you know, that that made him feel successful and great um, don't really apply anymore, right? All those things that he successfully accomplished um, just don't fare when it comes to talking about his family, which he really kind of neglected for that purpose, right? As a lawyer, he obviously worked within this frame of, like, the general system and ecology that we... Like our society works off. So our society decides what's good, what's bad. And we try to figure out whether or not it works. So some people don't ever really question that. Like, you know, a lawyer, or police, they just follow the law and then they stick to it. So as he's dying, he starts to realize that all those things um, just don't work. They, they they don't leave him feeling fulfilled, right? And he starts asking myself, maybe I did not live as I ought to have done. He suddenly asks. Right, So it essentially ends up with him reflecting on the fact that everything that he was successful with and really was able to enjoy, now in death, um, realizes that they don't mean anything. They don't have any real, rich, fulfilling impact on his life as a whole. Those are the things he's looking for. right? And it's unfortunate, too, because he was talking about how early on in life he was looking at that fondly. So at some point when he started getting successful yeah. and started paying out to the, focusing on the Adam one virtues, right? He started essentially losing that part, that centering of yourself, right? That now in death, you're essentially looking for. So when you ask the question, what is the point of having good character, right? It's, it's so individual, but at the end of the day, it's because you have to reckon with yourself.
1: Do you feel like religion has a role to play in how we think about character and how we go about nurturing and cultivating our character from like an early stage before we even get to the point where we realize that there is an Adam 1 and an Adam 2 and those two start to conflict with themselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're raised Catholic, right? Mm So there's definitely values in the Catholic Church that will will attach, like we attach to good character, right? So if you're this person, if you do these things, then you are good. So what role do you think religion? What has it played for you?
0: Yeah, I think religion is the first way you're able to frame what's good versus what's bad, right? Like, they they, you, they give us stories, right. right? Like, that's how they kind of uh, help us understand. They tell us these stories, and we learn about these different characters, you know.
1: Are there moments in your life where, you know, you call them character-defining, where it's been your religion that you've run to, and you're like, nah, because I have these beliefs, mm-hmm. these r- beliefs about what makes a good Catholic, Mm-hmm. or a good Christian, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing this.
0: For me, personally, it's, it's not just the Bible. It's also my general sense of right and wrong. It's also um, the situation and the perception of what or who I'm dealing with, right? Because it's almost like, oh, I really, really want this, but is it for me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So when, you, when I get include God in the conversation, my question to God is really, is this for me? Right. I really want this. I'm committed to going for it and I'm working towards it. But if this isn't for me, let me know so that I can go (laughs) somewhere else. You understand what I mean? So so religion, I I guess it's weird because I feel bad saying that it's not the role only thing that kind of guides me in terms of understanding or figuring out my character. But
1: uh, I mean, it's probably for the best. Uh, like i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah and that's that's uh, that's why i said what role does religion play right because i don't believe personally right mm-hmm. that it should be the only thing yeah right but for a lot of people um it it, you know it is the guiding light in their lives mm-hmm. you know like
0: does, does it play a big role for you
1: yeah it definitely does it did for a long time in my life um when did that change I wouldn't say it's changed. I would or say... like it, you know. Yeah. I w- actually, it, it for sure has changed. I wouldn't say it's stopped, I think is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed in terms of you get access to more information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you... I no longer view the entire world through the lens of Christianity, right? I now understand um, the history of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the teachings of other religions. I understand... Um, like you were sort of alluding to earlier, the impacts of religion globally, right? Mm -hmm. So that changes how I view the religion. Mm -hmm. However, the lessons from it, like the tenets of character from it, Mm -hmm. right, still remain true, you know? exactly. And so um, when I'm thinking about, you know, decision-making on a personal level, like, oh, my God, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Um, My lens and my upbringing is still from, yo, deep down, I'm a a good Christian boy, so I'm going to do this you know that kind of thing but my my knowledge base the books that we're reading Mm -hmm. you know like the things that you learn through experience all that also influences like Mm -hmm. um my decision making when it comes to character right so so or when it comes to building and working on my my own character so for sure like uh it, it is it is a it is a big aspect of it uh for sure so okay you had a a, a, a trick question that I wanted to get to right um, <laughs> a trick yeah it is it is because it's like it's a tough one for people to handle right and like if you frame it properly um or if you frame it in a certain way it can yeah. be quite tricky
0: okay so here's just the fact I'm probably not going to frame properly <laughs> I'll let Polar help with that so the question is are there irredeemable character flaws that should have a permanent stain on your character So, have you done something... Is it possible to have done something in your past that essentially disqualifies you as far as some people are concerned or, you know, just generally Mm -hmm. from being a possible good person?
1: So, irredeemable character flaws is hard because, I mean, we mentioned religion earlier and seeing things through the lens of religion. And, Mm -hmm. you know, almost every religion that I... um, Or the three big religions that I know, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: all talk about forgiveness. And forgiveness being um, a major thing for us as humans. So when we have irredeemable in there, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of tough to settle with that, you know, religious background or religious lens of viewing these things. It's funny that you say that. um, You know
0: why? Because in the Catholic Church, there's a thing that's called mortal sin, right? And it's forgivable but it's an extra level of steps or something. It's like a worse sin. Abortion is one of them, right? Um, none of only like murder and things like that. So that basically they're saying you have to jump through is an extra hoop to gain forgiveness, right? Is there anything, you know, so if let's say there's nothing irredeemable if you're looking at it through those lens.
1: If we're talking about irredeemable, I don't think that there are things that are irredeemable. So we, the converted, uh, converted white supremacists, right?
0: if you're somebody who was actively working against anybody, pretty much anyone of another color, and you have gone to the point where you may have killed, committed, you know, murder, or or been involved in the murder of black people or other people of color, right? And now you're going out basically speaking and preaching against it. The question is, is, is... I guess what uh, how do we assess your character? Can you can is that somebody who you can say has good character? I, I think I should separate it in, in this way, so I'm not saying that I will have the character I guess to be able to effectively forgive this person, right? But the fact of the matter is I cannot I have to, I will respect the fact that they've taken those steps to work their way back, mm-hmm. and again. I'm paying a lot of close attention. So it's not just about that. You know, it's because it's, it's so, sometimes you could be, oh, you're a white supremacist. You enjoy the benefits of that. If you realize that, oh, this white supremacy thing is not going to let me do this, that, that, that and that. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to walk it back. And this is how I'm going to do that. And I'm going to generate some profit along the way. Right. Uh, that to me is not, you know, walking it back. That's not really paying penance, even though it appears like you are. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's uh, it is the purpose and the I guess this the the motivation for why they're choosing to help and how they are approaching that problem. Right. Like some things you can just always see. So I feel like when it comes to that kind of thing, I try not to I I, I guess I assess them on a case by case basis. And there is nothing anybody can do, in my opinion, that would make me say, oh, this person... And and they're walking it back. That would make me say, this person it has a redeemable character either. Like, there's nothing they can do or say if they're actually actively trying to walk it back. I think it's just assessing that portion and giving them the opportunity to figure that out. You know, people talk about Malcolm X, how... Um, they say it a lot where if Malcolm X wasn't able to grow old, if he got completely locked up uh, or if he got locked up for life and wasn't able to come back and evolve, we wouldn't see the person that we saw, right? We would just be trapped in the um, the framework of this was a bad kid who got into trouble and who went to jail. So again, we can't determine or control the future, but um, it's important that we essentially try or at least give people an opportunity to right their wrongs. Right. I think that's what character is about. That's the show guys. So my final take on character is that it is a right now thing, but it's also a forever thing. If you, and if you treat it like that, like it will shine through in your day to day actions. So I'll leave you with this quote from the book: "What the wise person teaches is the smallest part of what they give."
1: Some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So What's your take. I think I'm gonna round off this collection with two takes for the price of one. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So the first thing, if you're anything, if you if you're like me in any way. Um, then you 're always at war with yourself, like in your head it 's always a constant battle um, and what has really helped me is uh, just realizing that to win the greater war, I have to make peace with myself that is to be effective in my everyday life to to really be my true and best self I have to be at peace with myself um, and And that really is the foundation on which I could build my character, you know, if you will. So while we started having this conversation and during it, that's one of the things that I took away. The second thing is a quote from the book as well. Um, David Brooks writes that we wage our struggles in conjunction with others waging theirs and the boundaries between us are indistinct. So I'm always at war with myself. At the very least, I can expect that the next guy might be battling in some way with himself. Um, and that last bit, the boundaries between us being indistinct, that means we are the same. So if, as we've said, if you lead with love, if you have that front of mind, then you know, you're on the way to building strong, good, long-lasting character, so. And you just make a that love back. You know what I mean? Um, so guys, as always, if you like what you've heard today, please leave us a comment, a review, a like, uh, something on our post on Instagram, wherever you listen, it helps people find us. Please do.
0: So this podcast was brought to you by Yawa. Our website is yawamag.com. Um, go and like our page on Facebook and follow us at Yawa Magazine on Twitter and Instagram and wherever you, you know, do your Googles.
1: <laughs> Two Takes is produced and edited by us, Falarin and Asai. Our music is by 1705 Music, 1705 M-U-Z-I-K. You can find him on Facebook. This has been Two Takes and a Pod. Thank you for listening. Peace.
0: Ah, D.